Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 269. And away we go. Oh, Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. And please welcome back to the show, after a brief hiatus, the man who just recently added his name to the long list of celebrity Hollywood actors who apparently don't bathe regularly. Mark Schwann. Mark Schwann. How you doing, buddy? What? Whoa. Didn't I see your name? Time out here. Like you. Time out here. Ashton Kushner. I I could have swore I saw your name there. You mentioned that a couple times. The last couple times you came over, you smelled a little right. I I am. What? I am not one of those weirdos that don't shower every day. I shower every single day religiously. Are you sure? I am 1,000% positive. Why do you keep winking at me? Again, with you and your winks? Yeah. Not happening. Okay. Wink. Not happening. Wink. Wink. Yeah, listen. Not for nothing. I mean, if I was one of those people, I mean, they, they're pretty proud about this. So I, I, would, I would admit to it. Yeah, they are very proud about it for some reason. It's weird. Right? Like, why are you so proud about this? You're basically saying, hey... I smell nine times out of ten, and uh, so do my kids. I mean, Ashton Kutcher, Kutchner, whatever the fuck his name is, and his Kutcher. wife, Mila Kunis, came out and said they don't bathe nor their kids unless there's dirt on them. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, people came out of the floodgates opened up, and people started admitting to this. Like, yeah, we right. don't do that Kristen either. Bell, Dax Shepard, uh, someone else did recently. I think he's one of the Gyllenhaals, I want to say. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. It's so weird, right? It makes no sense. It's like the shower gate. And thank God for in Hollywood. As we always say in the show, Dwayne the Rock Johnson for coming out and steadfastly saying I shower three times a day. Yeah. Which is a little excessive, but considering how much he works out, I mean yeah. kinda makes sense. Well, so weird. How many times do you shower today, buddy? I'm a one one a day person. Yeah. Morning or night? I'm a nighttime. I like to sleep in the morning. You nighttime, really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm more of like a morning person to get it out of the way, but there are times when I've been seen early call time or whatever. If I have to wake up that, that early, then I'll do it at night. Just easy for night. You get, relax, go to bed. Don't worry about it in the morning. I feel like because usually I work out in the morning and I, I like to get my workout done before I shower and just feel better. I also just feel better afterwards. And by working out, do you mean how much you love to dance? <laughs> Can we please explain to me the story how two weeks ago we went out into the city with AJ Pan at the home I office. About that. Uh, you probably forgot about a lot of things. You I mean? <laughs> yeah, I forgot my cell phone. You were like counting it. your calories. You're telling me, oh, I can, I can afford one more drink. Fantastic. This is great. I can have one more drink. Yeah, that, then, that was a lie. I had way more drinks. And then I, I leave that. like around 10 o'clock, a little before 10 o'clock to catch my train home because I'm a responsible duck who had to work the next day. And I found out AJ Pan tells me, you, left, you said like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I left. I left. Uh, we went to his second bar, and we, we left at three thirty in the morning. I took an Uber, and I left. Like, yeah, that was like way past like, the last train out to Westchester. Yes, yeah, so how'd you get home? You took a cab home. I took an Uber. That was impressive. And oh yeah, it was definitely pricey. Uh, Sixty dollar Uber ride, not as pricey as the Uber ride I paid the other night because I was stranded in the city. But AJ also told me this story. You paid like a, a lot of money because you were stranded <laughs> in the city. What happened? There? I paid a hundred. So I had an overnight uh, in Brooklyn, in Bushwick, right? And it, I got wrapped a little bit earlier than, than everyone else, but it was still, like, past the last train out. So my, my wife and I, we discussed it, blah, blah, blah. She's like, hey, you know, uh, I could pick you up, yada, yada. So multiple times, I'm telling her, hey, keep the, ring, keep the ringer on, keep the ringer on, because I know she keeps on vibrate. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Called her 20 times in a row to no avail. Wow. No, no one's up, and I paid a hundred dollar Uber ride to get home. Long story short, come back home, right? The dog's barking. 
she kind of loosely wakes up. She's like, oh, you got a ride home? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just like, I call you 20 times in a row. She says, no, you didn't. Check your phone. She put it on silent. <laughs> That's well, what happened. Yeah. Silent yeah. or vibrate? Silent. That's nuts. So the vibration wasn't even going off. You got to see what do not disturb on. That's what I do. To sleep with do not disturb on? Do not disturb is the best thing ever. You, you put it on. Your phone doesn't go off at all. No, no alerts. No, no texts. No notifications. But if you're a favorite of mine, the call will go through. Right. Or if you call right. me, so, uh, you call she, me twice in like five minutes. She turned that off. I didn't get home. I didn't get home that night until after three o'clock. Damn son, were you drunk or just working? No, it, it just from work. Did she believe that? I mean, that's real. That's what happened. Wink. No, right, well, that's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's been uh it's been a crazy past few weeks for me. Yeah. How do you lose L- your phone? Losing cell phones, spending a lot on Ubers. Well, that was drunk. Cell phone came uh fell out of my pocket, I guess. And uh and that was that. Were you spending the whole night the, talking to that guy? Like, like the bar owner? Okay. The bar owner? The, oh, the, that's right. The bartender's yeah. boyfriend? Oh, dude, he was buying uh, like so many shots. That's what happened. That's what killed me. Wow. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Dude. What the hell happened, man? I, I feel like the, the past two weeks have been, like, rough. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, it was supposed to... AJ Pan said it when I hung out with him uh, that Tuesday. A nice team Tuesday. He said that a few times. and Wasn't team for me. Mm. <laughs> I think that night cost me uh, more than I care to admit on air. <laughs> well, I can't imagine. How many more drinks did you have? What made you... I have no like, idea. You, you were so proud of yourself. I have one more drink in me. Um, yay, yeah. so I can do one more drink. Yay. Like so, what made you go continue to drink? Was it the shots the guy was buying you? The, it was the shots, yeah, and then the lack of carbs. And honestly, the, what I was drinking, and anyone that does keto or low carb could probably attest to this, is uh, when you drink vodka and and seltzer, it's a very light drink, so you can't really taste the vodka, and they fucking sneak up on you really, really fast. And you, when you're not having a carb intake, that also messes things up. So it just hit me out of nowhere. Nuts. Yeah. I don't even remember you leaving. Wow, thanks, Dick. No, I'm just saying. No, I fine, just don't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to piece all that together. Like, I don't remember what point that was. I think I remember saying goodbye to you. I don't remember. Whatever, man. You were too enthralled with that guy. He was a cool dude. He had a lot of good stories. Seemed cool. I do remember that. Yeah. Speaking of being a cool dude and having a lot of good stories, you missed our SummerSlam party. Viewing party Hooters here in Queens. I did. I did miss it. It was a good time. We had a good turnout. It was fun. We had a good time. We were outside, which was good, in the tent. <laughs> was it good, though? Because it, it, like, poured out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. The fucking hurricane was coming. I mean, the hurricane was coming. Yeah. I mean, was, the hurricane it, is here now. It was pouring. Then it would stop. It would pour really hard and stop. But it was good. We were outside in the tent. The tent had those little plastic sidings on it. We got a good time. A good, good turnout. Those Hooters waitresses. Freaking troopers. Yeah. Go on. Thankfully, I mean, for them, they were wearing the all-black uniform. Because I can't imagine them wearing the white tops in this fucking porn. Oh, I'm sure they got, like, a, a memo about that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> smart. And this one girl, very beautiful woman, kept going, running back and forth, completely soaked. It's not far. Only a couple steps from the tent to the awning. But she was a trooper, man. She, she was soaking wet. She was completely drenched. The other bartender was smart enough to use the uh, umbrella. Right. That makes sense. So she was a trooper. But um, it was a good turnout. We had a lot of fun. A lot of raffles went off. Nice, nice. And how are the wings? Oh, I didn't do wings. No, I before I got there because I wanted to save some money. Okay, because I've been to these things before, and you got to worry about tabs and who's paying what, what's on what tab. I wasn't sure how they did it in Hooters or what we're going to do it tonight, so I'm like, let me just eat before I go mm. and see what the situation is like. Cause I got I got screwed many times on these stupid things. I ain't doing that again, dude. I miss Hooters wings so bad. I really wanted to go, but course i had my um i had my mom's retirement thing that i had to do so yeah sorry i couldn't make it oh she got my flowers don't be a dick oh, I'm, being Anywho. I'm being sincere she's a wonderful woman any anything fu- any, uh, any fun stories happen at the at the watch party nothing i can say on air really Ooh, what do you mean they well, you could edit it yeah the uh <laughs> boulevard path from the boulevard bullies was there he hosted our beer pong tournament that i wasn't aware of until the day before yeah i saw there was a beer pong tournament there i was mad jealous and your boy here doesn't drink beer. So I'm like, ah, I miss playing beer pong. Mm. And, you know, beer pong is, you know, in a word, like, gross. If you really think about it, beer pong, it's really gross. 
Yeah, but like a lot of people now, the modern way to do it is you, you play with water in a cup, so you drink out of your beer. A couple of years ago, I was at a barbecue, and someone brought that up. I'm like, genius. Yeah. Freaking genius. Right? So that's what the Boulevard Bullies did. They're, we played non-alcoholic beer pong. So if you, get the, if you get it in the cup, you just drink your own drink. Right. I mean, it's still, so, it's um, still beer pong. That was fun. The crowd loved that. I was in the semifinals during the uh, Women's Championship match. So I missed that. It was, it was a good overall. It was a good time. We had a lot of good energy, positivity. It was a really good time hang, and first time hanging out with a large group of people like that since last year. Right, right. That's true. And Hooters is awesome. The owner gave us a lot of free swag to give out as part of our raffles. Ah, sick. So if you missed this one. Hopefully, you come out to the next one because um, I'm assuming we'll. This is the start of a long, beautiful friendship with Hooters. Ah, oh, yes, yes. I didn't even know there was one in Queens. I knew there was one in the city, which I think closed up too, actually. Probably. Um, yeah, I used to Hooters all the time back in college. There was, a, I think it was like 10 cent wings or something like that back in the day. Yeah, we used to go to Hooters uh, all the time. I used to go to Hofstra. It was near yeah. Hofstra, yeah, the one on East Meadow. Yeah, uh, which was sick. Then the opened um, one here in Queens a while ago. It's been open for a while now, but I haven't been there in a while. So, yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Man. Was, was there good parking there too or no? Oh, it's the best thing. Better than uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. There's a parking lot. Oh, fantastic! It's part of it's part of a huge. I could drive there. It's part of a huge shopping center, so it's a huge parking lot. Okay, like a huge parking. And lot. The, 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 re- the reason I asked about the wings, like, I mean, I know Hooters wings are phenomenal, but I, you know, I kept on hearing about the one in the city that the wings weren't as good. So I was curious, like, if oh. these were up to par. Oh, no, I heard good things about these wings. People love these wings. They were ordering wings nonstop. Yeah. Which the waitress was going back and forth. The trays full of wings nonstop. So. Oh, man. Now I want wings. Damn it. All right. Next one. Wait, wait, what's the next show? AEW? Let's do it. I see Hooters on, like, these delivery apps. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants delivery from Hooters? Isn't the point of go- Hooters food to be at Hooters? It's the like the, ex- it's, it, the experience. It's the experience. Yeah. Right. It's like someone ordering food from Dave & Buster's. Like, mm, yeah. Well, I mean. There was one fun moment where I was sitting next to our host, the guiding light, the governor, A.J. Pan. Who was rocked out in a Hooters blazer? I saw his outfit. <laughs> so me and him are sitting next to each other, talking, watching the show. He's ordering some food, drinking his beer, having a good time. Then Boogs comes out with cheesecake, knock him over, and uh, he does the Pat McAfee, where he stands on the chair, and starts dancing. Like AJ Pat. did it. Yeah, he <laughs> starts funny. dancing like Pat McAfee. So afterwards, he sits back down. I said, AJ, I just want to say thank you because now you gave me the experience of what Michael Cole goes through every fucking week. Because I'm just like, like, what are you doing? Come on, sit down. I'm like, that's what Michael Cole must be doing. Did he? Uh, I, I saw AJ saved you. What was that about? Uh, blessing. He baptized me in the name of AJ Pan. He baptized you. Yeah. So, what does this mean now for you? Do, do you get some sort of certificate in the mail? Do you have to go through like some sort of pyramid scheme? Oh, no. I'm, uh, I'm, how much do you have to pay into it? I've been cleansed. Let's talk. I've been this. cleansed. You've been cleansed. Yeah. My sins. What are your next steps now? Just follow the word of AJ Pan. Praise be. Okay. What, what does that even mean? Well, you haven't been enlightened yet, Mark. So once you open your third oh, eye, oh boy, here we go. Open your third you're eye. Gonna, and now, now, now you're going. Now you're going to recruit, right? Is that is that the deal? I don't think I need to. Everyone loves AJ Pan. Everyone believes in. Oh boy, Pan saves. Not Pan saves. Praise be. Pan saves. <laughs> oh boy. But anyway, speaking of but, SummerSlam, let's get right into TV takedown this week, Mark. Yeah, let's get right after. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Right, Mark, so we're going right into the SummerSlam TV Takedown. What are your thoughts on the show? Uh, you know, from what I saw, uh, and it, I'm going to be very honest, I didn't get to see the whole thing because uh, I was out celebrating my mom's retirement, but I was able to catch the tail end of everything. And from what I saw and what I read on Twitter, I mean, it seems like there were a lot of ups there are quite a few downs. Where yeah. do we begin? <laughs> Where do we begin? By the way, I have to say, what a wild week in wrestling in general. Yep. It's been nuts. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, like, I, I feel like, and, and there are some things I feel like WWE did may, may have been like a reaction to the news from AEW, but there were some things that obviously that have been planned for a while. I feel like the whole Brock Lesnar thing, that was planned for quite some time. Yeah, you figured it had to, yeah. Yeah, especially with someone like that. I feel like, honestly, the whole Becky Lynch thing was thrown together kind of like last minute. Yeah, I think that was a, a reaction to the Sasha Banks news. 
I think that was a reaction. Yeah. And what happened with Sasha Banks? Do we have clarity yet? What's going nope. on here? Nope. Bianca Belair was cleared no, last nothing. week. Nothing. No rumors? This week, no rumors at all. They're, they're holding this close to the vest. The Sim- day before, the day before, she tweeted that, you know, she's so happy today and whatnot. As she was promoting the show, the, the match was being promoted as advertised. Yeah. Uh, this seems a little weird. Well, also, someone compared it to the Randy Orton news. Randy Orton was missing for three months, and they never said a word what happened to him. Right. So this is the similar situation. They're playing it very close to the vest. I don't know if it's COVID-related. That's the first thing everyone's going to think these days. Of course. So if and is, I think she was like she was an anti-vaxxer, I think. Yeah, I think she is. She, she, well, she liked a couple anti-vax posts, which leads yeah. us to believe she is. Right. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Kind of like, again, like with uh, Keith Lee, too. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, stuff that's uncertain there with that. Well, we found out what happened so, to him. He, he told us what happened there. He had, uh, he had COVID, and then he had some sort of heart condition. When did that come out? I missed that one. That was, that was last week. He, came, he released uh, a YouTube whoops. video. Whoops. Whoops. All right. But again, that was COVID, so too, then, so. Yeah, so you know, maybe maybe it's along those lines. You know, whatever is going on with Sasha Banks, hopefully she's okay. But you know, of course, they had Becky Lynch. I mean, she's gone to most of the shows, especially the pay per views. She's in the back supporting Seth Rollins, so she's there. Yeah, you know, and the fact that the whole thing was a squash match, you know, makes me believe that okay, maybe Becky Lynch wasn't even fully ready to completely go yet. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of backlash on that, though. I mean, the fans were pumped to see her back. It was cool to see her back, but the fact that I was able to watch the whole match on Twitter in the car ride home, uh, not a good look. So the rumor was both of them were not going to be cleared to compete. Then we found out Bianca was cleared. Sasha Banks was not going to be cleared for SummerSlam. Makes me think more COVID. I'm also kind of curious the fact that they'd never acknowledged it. They were still promoting the match as is Mm -hmm. until even Bianca Belair came out. Like, there was no announcement until Todd, um, Todd Hamilton said... Uh, Sasha Banks is not clear to compete tonight, which I thought was a very smart move. Because if you announce it ahead of time, everyone's going to be like, oh, Becky Lynch is coming up. Maybe it's the time for Becky Lynch. Right. The fact that they held it off. Right. No, that's true. I think it was a bigger surprise. The people at the party are like, oh, that means Becky Lynch is going to come out today, right? And uh, so they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't give us time to speculate. They just did it, which I thought was a smart move. I, how Did you appreciate the, the pop? I mean, did you appreciate the surprise of Becky Lynch? Yeah, that was a pop. That was a huge pop. I think bigger than the night before's. Because it was more organic, is surprising. Uh, I, I thought it was good. It was a nice moment, the right time for her to come out, right time, right place. Yeah. I didn't think she could afford to lose this match. I didn't think Bianca Belair could afford to lose either. So I was, I was curious to see what happened, what was going to happen, I should say. Did not expect that. Wasn't expecting a 27 no. second match. No, that's wild to me, man. I think that's absolutely nuts. And I, I think, I, I think there's a way, like, People may boo Becky, uh, Becky after this. Like maybe they may start turning on her. May, or maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's what maybe they want, that's yeah. the plan. Turn her, turn her heel right away. That's what I was thinking. Maybe that's what they Which want. Which would be odd because, because like you know, I, I feel like they need a big baby face, someone like Becky Lynch. But you know, if it seems like they're trying to build Bianca Belair to be that person, and they don't know what's going on with Sasha Banks, that could be a good move. Could be a good move. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens on Friday. The fallout. Because now you can go right into the, the fact that Bianca wasn't prepared for Becky Lynch. She was off her game. She wasn't expecting that. That's why she lost so early. She was still in shock. You know, storyline that way. So I don't know. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna turn Becky Lynch heel, I mean, this is how you do it. Because it's, it would be very hard to, to do for her just to talk smack or whatever. And people get behind her. Look, I mean, it happened before. Originally, she was supposed to be heel uh, against Charlotte Flair. Yep. And people loved her. With this, I, I think this is a good way to actually put the breadcrumbs there and, and, and throw that because people already, it was like a weird emotional thing I was seeing on Twitter. You know, like, Oh my God, it's Becky Lynch. What the fuck? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. This is bullshit. Like, I was like, all right, all right. Maybe, maybe this is a thing here. Yeah. I think- well, I agree. I, I feel like this is a match. I really wanted to see you. You can still, you can still do it next month. Yeah. I think something's going to happen here. There's a reason for this and we'll find yeah. out. Yeah. It was totally. interesting. Very interesting. Um, I have to say, like John Cena Roman Reigns match though was awesome. Very good. It was really well done. And you know, it started off. I was really thinking, like, oh my god, this is going to be Brock Lesnar versus John Cena SummerSlam all over again. Roman Reigns was kicking John Cena's ass, had an answer for everything, was manhandling him at one point. Then John Cena just started coming back, and it seems like quite a few times it seemed like John Cena might sneak out a win. Yeah, there are a lot of near falls where it looked like he was going to win. Yeah. And talked about, I think, last week with Andrew how 
this the promo they had last week kind of made us think maybe John Cena could win here because there was no chance John Cena was winning. But then this promo, like maybe, right? And then when Roman Reigns put his career on the line, you're like, all right, that's the nail in the coffin. Roman Reigns is winning this match. <laughs> but then you have these near falls, like maybe again, maybe yeah. something happens, maybe he loses and something happens. I don't know. But it was also like you're big to storytelling, the great storytelling. Nothing was rushed. All the big spots were set up well. The, it was. The crowd was right. really. It was, it was a. It, it was a good pace. The crowd was really into it. Mm-hmm. They did a nice job delivering. It was a. It lived up to the hype. Not too often it does, but this one did. And it's it's funny because usually a SummerSlam time, like usually there is some sort of cash in. Okay. Right, and like I felt like when Roman Reigns won, I was like, oh wait for it, something's going to happen here. I think something's going to happen. Didn't really expect Brock Lesnar's music to hit. No, I wasn't thinking of Brock Lesnar at all. The conversation of the party was like, now what? Who beats who beats Roman Reigns here? Right. And I said, well, it's got to be Big E eventually with the cash-in. That's the only way you think you do it nice. Exactly. And he's like, I agree with that. I want to see Big E, but I just hope it's not Lesnar. And then literally, like two seconds later, we get the music hit. And we get Viking Brock Lesnar come out with a new look. <laughs> new look. It looked like Alex Hammerstone. Or I should say maybe Alex Hammerstone looks like Brock Lesnar. I don't know. Yeah. But no, Brock Lesnar came out to a big pop. Lots of, lots of people were, I think, stunned by that because we've heard multiple reports of Brock Lesnar in WWE. There are loose talks, but it seems like it's not going anywhere. Or weren't even talking at all, yeah. Yeah, or we're not even talking at all. It looks like Brock Lesnar is very happy living out in Canada in the middle of nowhere. And then this happens. And we've talked about it before on the air about Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, how interesting it would be that dynamic now, especially with Paul Heyman in there being Roman Reigns' um, you know, counsel yep. and how this would all play out. And Paul Heyman's reaction was awesome, was so on par. But, uh-oh, here it is. Here it is. I thought of you because you don't want to brought this up. This would be a cool dynamic. What's Paul Heyman do here? What does Paul Heyman do here? That, that's the question mark. Let us not forget that Brock Lesnar is still really horrible at the microphone. And he needs, yes. a, mouthpiece. He needs a mouthpiece. Yes. So I'm curious how this plays out. Unless it got a lot better, which I doubt. I'm curious to see what he does down the microphone going forward without Paul Heyman. There was a camera shot uh, when Roman Reigns was, was backing away from Brock Lesnar, was backing away towards Paul Heyman. I thought, honestly, I was like, Paul Heyman's going to give him a low blow or something. Something's mm. going to happen here. Nothing. 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 I, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if Paul Heyman does turn on Roman Reigns. Really? I don't think so, man. Because Roman Reigns is going to be there every week. Brock Lesnar is going to come here for a couple weeks and then leave again. We don't know. Do, do we know Paul Heyman's contract status? Do we know what's up with Paul Heyman? I mean, Paul Heyman could could want to leave and Maybe. do his own thing. I mean, he's got the whole Heyman hustle thing that's doing well. You know, there, there's a lot of different ways this can go, and I think that's what's so intriguing about it. Yes, Paul Heyman could probably stay with Roman Reigns. I've heard Brock Lesnar on a mic before. He's not as bad as you say. He's not awful. He's not great either. No. He's capable. Yeah, he can do it, but you can't script him. I think that's the thing. You just can't script him. Maybe. I don't know, man. Robin Reigns is not scripted, so I mean, you're gonna script Brock Lesnar now. So we'll see what happens. But now we got the reverse. We've seen this match numerous times, but now we got the reverse heel. Here's the thing: Reigns face Brock Lesnar. Is I mean, is he a face? He came out with the face pop. He did the face stuff. But when and the then shirt- off, yeah. yeah. Then off air, he attacked John Cena. So I don't know what, the, what his yeah, role should- in the company is going to be going forward. But he's he's Brock Lesnar, though. I mean, even when Brock Lesnar was regularly on WWE. There was times when he was a face, and there was times he was heel. He was just Brock Lesnar. True. You know, so I, I think that's the case here. It looks like this match is going to be a Saudi Arabia, though. Yeah. That, that's that's the big want-want. We'll see, man. Which, which makes me think Brock Lesnar is going to beat Roman Reigns. Because whatever happens over there, it's what the prince wants. True. Does he want? That means, that means Goldberg is probably going to beat Bobby Lashley. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know about that. I mean, Hulk Hogan's going to win the, the King of the Ring. <laughs> Maybe. I can believe that. <laughs> I want to throw past them. What else will happen there? <laughs> Is that September or October? Good question. Do we know Brock Lesnar's dates yet? Do we know what's going on? No. It, it doesn't seem like it's a long-term thing. It never is. Usually like, it's usually like two matches a year thing, right? Same thing with Goldberg? Right. Because originally, I think they wanted to do Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, some, uh, WrestleMania, not this coming year, but the year after. Maybe. So I, I don't, I don't know. know. So that's why I don't, I'm not too sure what's going on here. Are they going to save this for like Survivor Series, Saudi Arabia? I can't see them doing this for Extreme Rules. No, neither can I. 
But also, you have Survivor Series. Is, I heard the 25th anniversary of The Rock. So they're going to do some sort of special Rock thing. They're going to launch The Rock, Roman Reigns thing. That's Survivor right. Series. So what happens with... I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Again, it's, it's, it left you with more questions than answers. It's like, okay, I'm more intrigued now. Let's see what happens. It was right. well done. I'm interested in Brock Lesnar for the first time. I'm like, okay, good job. Yeah, I mean... Really, I mean, that, that's a good job making us intrigued uh, about Brock Lesnar. It's been quite some time since we're like, yay, Brock Lesnar. You yeah. know, because he's just been so, I guess, protected. That's the protected. word for it. Very protected, yep. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it has all the makings to be a phenomenal storyline, especially just the history that they have as well. Um, it's going to be fun. What did you think of SummerSlam? Uh, what was your takedown? I found it funny how... you watched the whole thing. Yeah, I found it funny how one of the, somebody at the watch party was so excited that Brock Lesnar was wearing jeans. Like that's of all things to get excited about. That's okay. Whatever floats your boat, buddy. People get, people get excited over the weirdest shit. <laughs> I thought SummerSlam overall was pretty good. You had the sh- matches that were supposed to be short, were short, which is good. Mm-hmm. Leaving, leaving more time for the other matches, but it's still just so long. I don't understand how this was over four hours long. Five hours. It was five hours long. I think it was five hours with the pre-show. Right? I think the main show was four hours, wasn't it? Okay. I, 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 I don't know. know. I, just, I just know it. I think it ended after midnight on the East Coast. Way too long. It's crazy, dude. But, you know, it, it was good to see the fans back. It was, it was a jam-packed arena. Okay. Was it like over 50,000 people there? Yep. Which is awesome. Everyone seemed super into it. I was looking, um, I was looking forward to the uh, Reigns Cena match. But the yeah. match I was looking forward to, I still think maybe the match of the night, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Okay, that's the match I missed. I wanted to see it. I wow. saw Edge's entrance, by the way, which was sick. That was fucking cool, sick man. Sick entrance. Yeah. And he did the hybrid. Like, he came out with the brood, and he stopped halfway through, and then did the Edge. Also, the, the entrance stage was pretty interesting, how they had that long, curved ramp. It was weird. I don't know how I felt about that. It, it reminded me of, like, the old school, like, old school, like, 90s stuff, because you never had the ramp. It was old school 90s, right? Yeah. You never had the ramp go right to the ring. Like, if you watch it, they always come out and had a little curve and had to go to the ring. So mm-hmm. I know that was done intentionally because it's football field. You got to you can do a straight shot to the football field, but exactly. I was thinking that too. It's like it's not like the arena. Uh, it, it's this is by design for yes. whatever reason. So I thought that was interesting. But that Seth Rollins edge match. I mean, it was interesting. Again, storytelling you're into. Uh, Seth Rollins kept working the neck. Edge kept fighting back. It was and he used a glam slam in honor of his wife, which I thought was a nice touch. No, did he? That's awesome. Yeah, I think this was really. Uh, I think it might have been match of the night for me. Damn. Okay, I gotta, I gotta watch that back. And it was a submission. He, yeah. What was the submission he used? He, he tapped out. I think that one he's been using with like the crossface. I think the, the, the crossface. Okay. Yeah. Without the steel chair this time. I was thinking it was. Did he use like the edge of the execution? Well, I'm sure he did. I just don't remember too much about it. I just don't remember it was a good match. And well done to both men, man. It lived up again. Another match that lived up to the hype. They just matched up so well together. I mean, they, they, these are two guys. They're athletic. They know how to tell a story. They, uh, it seems like they were going to... I mean, we have no idea what the chemistry would have been like beforehand, but like, I, I'm glad to hear that they had good chemistry together and it worked really well. I, I had no surprise that this is going to be a match of the night. And since we're talking about TV and Death Rollins, I thought it was really cool on SmackDown. He had that brood bath. I was yeah, I saw that. I was wondering why he came out in like an all-white suit and not like a fancy drip. And then I saw that the brood bath. I'm like, oh, and he was completely covered. Like, there was no white at all visible. That was well done. Yeah. They completely drenched that guy. Well done. That was really freaking cool to watch, too. I haven't seen one of those in like forever. So, no Gangrel? Gangrel did not come out, make an appearance or anything? No. I was, I was hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people were. So, we have to going forward. I don't know if this feud's over. I'm assuming it would Probably be. Probably not. I mean, you have extreme rules coming up, so I'm sure there's going to be some sort of maybe yeah. a submission match. Maybe. Maybe. Or does Seth Rollins now go recruit Gangrel to teach him what he he taught Edge? Ooh, shit. Whoa. And the plot thickens. <laughs> Book it. Book it. What did you think about SummerSlam being on a Saturday? Let's get into that. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel so thrown off right now because we don't, we're recording on a Sunday in the middle of a hurricane and we're talking about pay-per-view that just happened. I mean, and, and it's not AEW. <laughs> I thought AEW did the doing the pay per views originally on Saturday was a smart move because now you, you can go out, relax, and enjoy yourselves. Then they went, they switched back to Sundays, and Sundays is wrestling night. Sunday nights pay per views. I get it. I didn't know why they switched over to Saturday. I thought it maybe it had something to do. Maybe it was a Raiders home game. I thought no. maybe thought maybe it had something to do with the football schedule or maybe the boxing schedule. They wanted to get the same crowd in that night. 
Well, turns out Nikon revealed the answer to us, Marcus. Oh, go on. During an interview, he said, and I quote, Peacock allows us to test a few things in terms of dates. SummerSlam that's on Saturday. Traditionally, we've gone on Sundays with pay-per-views. We believe on a sports calendar, there are certain days where there should be sports. Traditionally, we had not done well in terms of box office in Las Vegas. If you speak of the Sunday connotation, no one ever says, let's go to Vegas and go crazy on a Sunday night. It's a Friday, Saturday night town. We thought Saturday would work for us in Vegas, and the ticket sales reflected that. We had a big audience and big gate. So basically what it came down to is money. Ticket sales. Always does. He was right. I, I never heard that. Like, let's go crazy on a Sunday night, especially in Vegas. He's right. That was a smart move, and it paid off. So I'm curious now. I wonder if we'll see more of a transition to Saturday pay-per-views. I mean, traditionally thinking uh, with you know the whole fight night type of thing, right, with, with MMA and boxing, yeah. they're on Saturday nights. Yeah, you know, most I, of the time. I, I think the, the only big thing that happens on Sunday night is Sunday night football. Yeah, Nikon. Or, or the Super Bowl. And Nikon seems to be all about the money and the bottom line. Does he want to compete no, with the yeah, biggest totally. the biggest show of the year is always Sunday Night Football. Does he want to compete with that? I wonder if it goes Saturdays from now on. I won't be against it. You know, I don't. I, I wouldn't be against it either. I, I feel like it was. It was. It, it feels weird today. Don't get me wrong, but oh, it it's something weird, I yeah. get used to. I just can't imagine hanging out to, on Hooters, hanging out with everybody in the hurricane till twelve thirty at night, worrying about work the next day. Oh no, that would have sucked. So I don't mind. It's a, it's a bitch to watch these long pay-per-views, but like, if I had the next day to recover. Now, I'm also thinking, like, oh, my God, when I went to WrestleMania, it, it sucked the next day. I had, to, yeah. I had to work the next day, you know? I, I had to do my, my thing. It took me forever to get back home. Yeah. I was just dreading Monday and, and how I was going to survive the day. It would have been so much better if it was on a Saturday. Now I'm actually kind of jealous. Yep. So it's going to be weird because, you know, Sunday nights is pay-per-view night. You have those memories of growing yeah. up Sunday night, but then also but Sunday, now looks, Sunday night's a good night of TV, so you miss a lot of stuff on TV. Nothing. So now, on like the rest, the rest of this pay per view schedule, though, for at least for this year, it, they're all on Sundays, though. No, I believe so. Yeah, hmm. oh, yeah I would imagine hmm. so. Like, I think they booked it ahead of time. I'm sure it could be an easy fix on some of them, but like Survivor Series here is here in New York. They never had a problem here in New York on a Saturday, uh, Sunday night, because New York's a wrestling town, right? So that won't be a problem. It's just like Vegas is a I party will- night, party town, and. So maybe certain cities, we'll see what happens. Then I wonder what happens next. Yeah, I wonder what happens in uh, 2022. I don't know. I don't necessarily know like how far advanced they make their schedule. So, you know, is it already set in stone for what they have in 2022? I think probably the early part is. The early part yeah. would have to be right. Yeah. But again, they they came out and announced that WrestleMania is going to be a one night Sunday night. But now there's talks of it doing two nights again. Oh really? So I guess the schedule isn't is pretty flexible depending on the arena. I guess. I feel like, like right now they have to be kind of flexible because of what with COVID. I, I've heard rumors that they might go back to the Thunderdome at one point. Yeah. If it gets if the Delta variant gets worse, but let's not worry about that just yet. Mm. Overall, some of them was pretty good. Yeah. I'm curious to watch uh, certain matches that I missed, especially Seth Rollins versus Edge. But from what I saw, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Don't forget the do drop about the Axel Biss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a barn burner. What, so apparently, r- rumor is. Uh, this, it was a big night for Alexa Bliss going into it with Lily. Yeah. Uh, depending depending on the sales of like, the Lily dolls and the Lily merch, they may drop Lily going forward. Yep. Lily might be the next be future endeavored. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. So I guess it depends on what they did. They have. Like, I didn't realize how much merch they have with Lily. Huge. T-shirts, dolls. I saw a couple dolls in the audience. Backpacks. Oh, backpacks too. Wow. See what happens, man. But, you know. If they drop Lily, I mean, do they drop this whole Alexa Bliss character? Does she go back to being the uh, the goddess? I don't know, man. The goddess got over. I don't know. I'm getting mixed reactions with this character. I thought it was hot at first, but now that Bray Wyatt's gone, I'm not sure how the crowd is reacting to this because it still doesn't make any much sense. Like, what's the point? What's going on with her? Like, why is she like this? It all. It also doesn't help that they threw in with Eva Marie, who is a very controversial figure amongst fans. Yeah, well, fans are weird. She's awesome. Love Eva Marie here. She re- uh, posted our story, so. I, I know she did. I know she did. I, I'm not talking bad about Eve Marie, but I'm just sound like stating you were, Mark. I'm just saying, it sound like you were. I'm saying it, she's a controversial figure. I think she would even agree to that in the wrestling world. That was definitely definitely a good show. And what followed another big night of wrestling Friday night, the night before, was uh, Rampage. Yes, yes, yes. The first dance, which didn't make too much sense to me because it's the second episode. I get you're in Chicago that you're playing off the last dance. Yeah, no, I get that. It, it, would, <laughs> it would have made sense if it was the first show. Like, you're going to wait a week? 
But uh, the worst kept secret in the world. Saving Punk came still, back at seven years. Still the biggest pop, though. That was a phenomenal pop. And I'm glad they opened it up right away, right away with that. Because no one else gave a fuck about anything else. Especially over there. Chicago is CM Punk's, uh, CM Punk's home. They wanted CM Punk. They got CM Punk. They gave it to him right away. Great promo. Uh, you know, CM Punk did address a lot of different things there. Got emotional at one point. Cool to see him do, um, have that moment with the fans, hugging people, going for the stage dive in there. And now we're going to get CM Punk versus Darby Allen, which I think is going to be a phenomenal match. Well, going based on CM Punk, what he used to do, I don't necessarily yeah. know what he can do anymore in the ring. I'm happy they started the show with it, like you said, because I'll turn everything to make his way to the whole show. But it makes sense to do in the yeah. beginning. That's why he could soak it in. You don't have to worry about time, TV time remaining. You can let him take as long as he wanted. And you can right. shorten other stuff at the tail end. Exactly. So, it was a smart move. Good. Good for him. Finally, can stop with these stupid st- CM Punk chants. Finally, can start doing it the right person. I just, it was so, you, so annoying when it was like Randy Orton versus Edge or something. Seamus. Seamus and there's CM Punk chants going on. I'm like, okay. Now, that, now you have a reason to say it now. At, when he comes out. Well, what did you think of his promo? That's right. That's okay. I mean, he, I feel like he was speaking to you at one point. I, I know like you're, you're one of the people that I feel like, you know, you know, he left. He, he, he took his bag and left and turned his back in WWE. But he, he did kind of address that, how he felt about it. I mean, w- what do you think about that? Again, it's just a typical former WWE guy coming into another promotion, putting down the promotion, a little classless. Like, again, CM Punk wouldn't be the name he is if it wasn't for WWE. I say it a week in, a week out. Like, the, the Young Bucks have a big following, but they're not as big as CM Punk's following. Casual wrestling fans don't know who the Young Bucks are even are. CM Punk would be in that category if it wasn't for WWE, right? And just come out and complete this bash and shit on the company that basically made you who you are. Like, you can go out and like, cut w- a positive w- promo. Like, you do, there's no need to mention your past at all. So I went through a hard time. Here I am, ready to focus on the future, come back. Fall in love with what I fell in love with years ago, stuff like that. You have to shit on the past promotion. But I get I think, it. You know, he's, he's addressing the elephant in the room. I mean, there were a lot of questions. Um, you know, people wanted to hear it. And also, you, know, you kind of can't blame him. Like, listen, not for nothing. I, I don't hate WWE. I, I've been disappointed with all the moves they've been making. But listen, WWE made me a wrestling fan. So, of course, I support WWE. But, you know, at the same time, I can't blame CM Punk for how he feels because. Hey, not for nothing. They had a nasty, ugly lawsuit. He was he was uh, served his his papers to leave WWE on his wedding day. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. Um, <laughs> totally forgot about you that. You know, I mean, fired his wife as well. I mean, like there there have been a lot of problems there on both sides. So of course, CM Punk's gonna feel a certain way. He feels that WWE sucked the fun out of professional wrestling, and that's how he feels. And he's entitled to feel that way. Oh yeah, is CM Punk that good? Do I think so, or is this a general question? You know, it's asking, I'm asking you because, again, I, I talk about it, this cult-like following he has. And Roman Reigns even mentioned it. Like, he was never that over. And I, I mentioned it, too. CM Punk was never that over until he did that pipe bomb promo. But you can say about that about a lot of different people. Like, certain people don't start off over. Bret Hart didn't start off over. Shawn Michaels didn't start off over. It was a, yeah, always a certain, they, a certain moment. It's a certain have... moment that they get where they get over. Stone Cold's a great example of that, too. Like, and then they take that ball and they run with it. And I think CM Punk did that. You don't Roman have... Reigns, Roman Reigns doesn't have a leg to stand on. Roman Reigns didn't get it over until he turned heel. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, but Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart don't have this cult-like following where, like, they think he, they worship the ground they he walks on. They don't? No. You Are you he, kidding me? Do you hear CM Punk, uh, H. Shawn Michaels chants for no fucking reason during a random match? Do you hear Bret Hart chants during fucking I think, a non-match? I think, well... I, I think, honestly, with CM Punk, it's the way he left. The way he left was, was very different than, like, Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart kind of had a similar path, but, like, Bret Hart was very much painted to be the bad guy there. Yeah. Uh, C, CM Punk, like, it's it's kind of like John Cena's career. Like, fuck you, Cena. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. You know, like, it's like CM Punk, yay, and CM Punk, boo. Uh, that, that's kind of where it's like right now for him. And I, I think that's why... That's why it kind of caught on, and he's been so popular. I think he is that good, though, I, as far as in the ring and on the mic. On the mic, I don't think not many people can touch him. I think he's top five oh, wow. uh, on the mic. Uh, wrestling ability, I mean, he does back it up. I, I've always enjoyed his matches. He's very good. Athletic, 
he has very good ring psychology. I, I don't see anything bad about him. I don't see anything bad about his game. We'll see, we'll see on September 5th when he first time back in the ring. What was it you think? Do you, do you not think he's that good in the ring? Was it his mic work? Was his character? What, what was it for you that, that turned you off? Nothing turned I just never got turned on, basically. He just never connected with me, right? But I just, okay. I thought he was good, right? In the ring, I thought he was a good wrestler. But to, I don't think he was good enough to get this cult-like, god-like figurehead that he is, having this mass of people just worship the ground he walks on. So you just don't understand, like, the mass appeal? Yeah. It feels like a cult. I think... I, like, it's like the Trump cult. Everyone like, like Trump. I, 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 I think it's kind of like this. Like Stone Cold had the character of like, you know, gang, um, you know, the hard worker is getting screwed by the man, right? Getting screwed yes. by his boss against the punch boss. Yes. So that was a character thing. Correct. CM Punk, this is more like real life. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. And, and like Dude, you're talk, talking about Friday. I'm talking about the last seven years of this ever growing mythic. No, that, no but, um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. With that. I, I, I think CM Punk went through a very real thing that everyone knows about uh, getting screwed by the boss, trying to rise above, very much like this Stone Cold storyline that he had with Vince McMahon, but except it, it's real life. It's real. So I think so, CM Punk is a real life Stone Cold. I'm also wondering. I think that I think that's why people Stone Cold was tremendously over, and I think that that's why CM Punk is so over. I was wondering, you know, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. WWE doesn't care at all. Their mentality is now he's AEW's problem now, right? Yes, that, those were the words, right? But yeah. then he talked about in a promo how something how he at the last seven years he grew spiritually, mentally. He talked about growing in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Hopefully, maybe he's a different person now, a better person than he was seven years ago. Not this bitter person. It's well, better, definitely know, a better fit for him. AW is definitely a better fit for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can uh, excel here and I mean, put over. But he's only wrestling 10, 12 times a year. So he's going, he's going on a part-time basis. Right. So we won't see him too much. But they, I'm assuming they'll use him right. AW is killing it over there. So, Of course. And, and like, you know, he, he, was, he was trending all over the place. in different yeah. versions of, of it being trending all over the place. So obviously, AEW knew what they were getting. And they know what they have right now. Uh, so they're going to use it wisely. I, I have faith in them for that. Then it goes all to the debate I was asking Greenman at the party. You had a huge pot for CM Punk. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're anticipating something's coming, and then boom, you get it. Explosion. Mm-hmm. Then you compare that to the, the next night with Becky Lynch, where no one knew it was coming. Total surprise. No reports. No rumors about it happening. I thought that pop was more explosive than the CM Punk chant. Pop. Really, because I, it was, I, disagree, I disagree with that. The surprise I, factor was there. There was a surprise factor, but I feel like the CM Punk thing was what lasted way longer. Uh, it was a really good. You see people crying. Oh yeah, uh, speaking of that, thank you for that. Continue. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about that guy crying. Okay, but no, I I feel like and not to take away Becky Lynch's moment. But I think Becky Lynch had a very nice moment, an awesome moment. But I, like, I, I feel like also too. You have to consider this. Vegas, was the roof open? It looked like it was closed. It was closed? But either way, I mean, the, the Chicago arena uh, was more uh, compacted, which I think creates more noise than it, than it really was, probably. Yeah, right. they talk about that. So it's really, it's, it's really hard to judge that, because it, it appears CM Punk had a, a larger pop. It appears. True. But, you know, I mean, they both had an awesome moment. Remember what uh, I think it was Edge was saying that when they started going over to football stadiums for WrestleMania, you, you lose the sound because you don't hear anything because the sound right. goes up. Yeah, arenas the, it's a curved dome, so the sound comes back to the ring. It makes sense. So you have this guy in the crowd crying his eyes out when CM Punk came out. Now apparently, people are giving him shit for it. Yeah, let's, I saw that. I don't get why. Let's give props to our man Tommy Dreamer. You see Tommy Dreamer's yes. post. He goes, yes. I'm trying to find the CM Punk fan. Apparently, many people are making fun of him. So I'm going to fly into Bound for Glory and Impact. I spoke with Tony Khan. We're going to get him some all elite ticks and uh, CM Punk meet and greet. So, That's awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a Punk fan. I, I couldn't care less that Punk came back. But obviously, Punk- Lady, Frost, Lady Frost said she's doing something similar, I think. She's trying to get in touch with that guy, too. Obviously, this guy has a huge connection with CM Punk and a very emotion about his debut, uh, return. Like, leave the fucking guy alone. Right. I don't understand why I got a fucking. Why can't anybody and be happy? Coming, Why can't anybody be this, happy? This is coming from a person that's not a CM Punk fan, and you can still acknowledge that. 
I mean, yeah, totally. I, dude, I, there, there, against the there, there are plenty of people that cried when Shawn Michaels retired when he lost against the Undertaker. I right. cried during his retirement speech. It's like, oh, come on, leave the guy alone. People are just so this world's full of so shitty people, Mark. So shitty people. <laughs> it really is, man. It's sad. It's poor guy. Now, dude, that's, poor, that's poor guy's probably getting his like attacked on social media because people know who this guy is. This poor guy, man. I, I thought it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, I, I really think it was the guy was a, a true wrestling fan to his core, loving the moment, a, a sick moment. I actually have a friend that was there. I, I wanted to get him on actually. Uh, he was at Chicago for that. Oh, yeah, should have. And uh, yeah, he actually asked if he can come on. I for, I was like thinking, oh, I'm going to be on next week. So <laughs> didn't think I was going to be on today. But anywho, no, anyway, dude. Props, to, props to Tommy Dreamer for that. Very respectable. And if Lady Frost is doing that too. Prof to her because yeah let fans be fans let them love what they love yeah. man like i okay i get the fact you're not a CM punk fan i i i don't agree with some of the things you're saying i i want just wanted more of an understanding why where you're coming from but yeah i'm not gonna hate on you for that yeah no like not. like who you like that's the thing again everyone just hates everybody right the people love to hate on people oh now if you're a patriots fan that's a different man, story yeah. we have some problems yeah but... huge story <laughs> like i've seen these dating apps right like oh if you're if you voted right. for Joe Biden don't bother, um, all right so you're gonna you're gonna throw away a potential relationship because I voted for Joe Biden instead of okay, dude that's a very that's a very real thing though I mean politics people are um, people are diehard with that yeah like that's a, that's a whole lifestyle and and, and mindset uh, and I can kind of understand it by like you know sports and celebrities and and whatnot come on now. Come on. But yeah. That is all I got, Marcus. Anything for TV? No, I mean, really, I mean, that was, that was my big moment. Uh, another cool moment, I have to say, if we were talking about fan reactions, uh, Chris Jericho coming out to no music. And then, oh, yeah. uh, did you see that match? I did. I, I fast forward the entrance, but I did see the match. I wanted to go back and watch that before the show started. But uh, I heard about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, it felt like, and I, I watched a lot of soccer because of my wife. She, she watched a lot of Premier League. It, it felt like a soccer crowd. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like Liverpool play or whatnot. There's a lot of, you hear fans just singing these songs, the, the team songs. It was very much like that. And it, just, it, it was deafening. You see off Chris Jericho's reaction, like he did not expect that at all. At yeah, least to that, to that point. Maybe to that point, because you had to expect it somehow. I actually totally forgot about there was no music, that whole stipulation. That's why I just fast forward the entrance. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see this entrance. Dude, like that's what we've been missing for so long, I, and like, you know, we're we're back on Zoom today, be only because of the hurricane. But like, you know, being in person, having fans there, like, you know, it, it's just it's just such a major part of wrestling. And the, the match itself, I mean, it, it was what it was. I know people are pissed off that all for that for MJF to win, but yeah, of course he's of course he's gonna win. <laughs> but like, it, it's that moment in particular though that that I'll remember. Like the whole thing coming out to the whole fans just singing along to the song. I must say, I was one of those guys. I'm like, you put me through four weeks of this stuff to have him lose. And then once I like, really thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It, it's better. It does way. make sense. Yeah, I, I had to go like, mm, yeah, it makes more sense. It just cements plus, MJDF's position in that company. What, what a way. Those, are, those are the same people that will be like, oh, Chris Jericho's not putting over young talent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make anybody happy again. People love to bitch and complain about something. Can't make anybody right. happy. It's so freaking annoying. Oh my god! But yeah, the, the, I wanted to give a shout out for that man. Just much love to as much as we're, we're we're bashing fans. I feel like we're more so bashing like Twitter fans or the keyboard warriors. Keyboard I warriors, like yeah, the those most are the, part, the trolls. The, I feel like the most part, the fans that show up day in and day out to to these shows, these events, man, like true MVPs. So I don't know if it was just the Punk Day return, the excitement, the anticipation, but I kind of. Got the feeling that the crowd was trying to sing along to his theme too. Oh, cult of personality. Yeah, I, I think I saw or heard a lot of people singing along with it. I'm like, just leave it at Chris Jericho thing. Don't you have to sing everybody's theme. Hope this is not a thing going forward. But I think it's cool when Chris Jericho does it. I don't need for two people to do it. That's his thing. Right. Well, CM Punk. I mean, like, I, I, all I heard really was like CM Punk chants. I didn't hear necessarily uh, the song or people uh, singing along to the song. No, I think I heard some. I definitely saw people mouthing the words to it. That's my favorite I mean, part. It's a good song. <laughs> that's my favorite part about the Chris Jericho when the crowd sings along. When the crap on the camera pans through the crowd, you definitely see people who don't know the words and trying. <laughs> that would be me. I never know the words to songs. Really? Even that one? 
dude, you get to ask my wife this. I am horrible when it comes to, like, lyrics. Except, except Les Mis. And you're not a Even singer. Then, probably. You're not a singer. I'm not a singer. But you're a dancer because you love to dance. I don't even remember. I remember that. I don't know even how that came up. <laughs> you were talking to me and AJ Pan about your friend's wedding, who was a guy and a girl. You specified. It was a man and a woman who got married. You specified that numerous times throughout the conversation. And you just said how you love to dance. Oh, my God. I was white boy wasted. <laughs> it reminded me of that Dane Cook bit, how like girls can go around <laughs> and dance and do what they want. But you never see guys just like going around dancing. Fuck chicks tonight. I just want to dance tonight. And that's what it made me. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'm, that like. yeah. I'm that dude. I'm that dude. I love to dance. That's the way I, I said it too. To I dance. love to dance. Oh my god, what a tool! <laughs> yes, you are. Ah, <laughs> uh, miss you, buddy. Miss you, buddy. Miss you too, buddy. Welcome back to the show. The show hasn't been the same without you, Marcus. Dude, it's. Uh, I missed you, man. I've been listening to the show. You've been holding it down. Good job. Somebody has to. Uh. Yes, I'm gonna have to, right? And I guess what the next two weeks I'm gonna be holding it down. I That's believe. right. I'm happy you remembered this wow. year. <laughs> yeah, man. No, uh, man of my word. I'm gonna gonna find some people to to co-host with me. So we're gonna do these next two weeks. It's gonna be the Schwan and Only Show again. Last time you did this was the week my father passed, and I, again I asked you, please bring your wife on. I think it'd be more. It'll be hilarity will ensue. Well, you, a wrestling fan and a wrestling personality, talking to your wife who loves you but knows nothing about wrestling, I think it would be awesome entertainment. My wife would never come on the show. Not even the show, but any podcast. She's, she's, not a, she's not like the spotlight on me type of person. Neither am I. That's why you're behind the microphone. I'm not, you're not recording the camera. It's just you heard your voice. Talk. You're having a conversation that happens to be recorded. It would be a miracle if my wife ever came on. Just ask her as a personal favor to me. Again, see if it works this time. <laughs> I really want to hear about this Bella book. I want to hear about this Bella book. Bella book report. It came out. Like, didn't it come out like two, two years ago at this point? Yeah, and she was like, come on the show. Give me a report. I'm still waiting on it. I don't know if I should buy it or not. I'm waiting for her report. <laughs> you still haven't bought the book yet? You're still just waiting on my wife? Yeah. I need to know if it's worth it. <laughs> That's funny. And I keep waiting. I'm a, I'm a loyal person. I need to know. I'm going to have to like, pre-record her. Then. Like, somehow, someone's going to have to like, talk to her. You just put like you know my phone just secretly recorder. Yeah, <laughs> load, load her up on a file. Terramana tequila. <laughs> That's what's up, Terramana tequila. That's what's I'd up. go for some of that right now. I went to a tequila bar the other night. I went to go celebrate uh, my play. We got some. We got funding that came in, so we'll be able to do like the full, whole blown uh, first read from a live live people. So we went to celebrate uh, this tequila place. They didn't have Terramana tequila. Lame. I'm so disappointed. I can't believe Terramon Tequila is like the fastest growing spirits in like years. They're the number one tequila, well, one of the upper tequila brands. And it's only been out for like within a year. It's my favorite tequila. You're welcome. I think I turned you yeah, off. Yeah, it was you. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think, yeah. I think it was you, yeah. Because anytime I came to your place, well, you had the other one, the Avion. Patron. No, you had oh, the Avion. Avion, yeah. Yeah, then uh, yeah, Terramon is where it's at. <laughs> I forgot about Avion. <laughs> But now his his energy drink is now number one. Like anything this guy touches, like the Midas touch. Anything he touches turns to gold. Right. And the energy drink is not even really that good. But I still buy it because it's the Rock. Like I'm a Mark II. Uh, whatever. Good for the Rock. It's gr- it's great to be Dwayne. Seriously, man. Why can't I get some of that success without doing any of the hard work? <sighs> I mean, the dude works pretty hard. No, I'm saying I don't want to do the hard work. Can I just get the money and success without oh, do the hard work it. without? That he does. Oh, he's a hard-working motherfucker, man. Also, I think it was like a year ago. Almost a year ago, Marcus, on the show, we created our own factions. We, we drafted our oh, own. We did. We drafted our own factions, Marcus. My oh, number man. one pick. My number one yeah. draft pick. The, the face of my stable. Moose. Mm-hmm. I got to meet him the other day. You met him? They were doing it. Thanks for checking my social medias. They were, uh, there was a couple signings on this place, a couple blocks from my house. I'm like, uh, uh-huh. Do I want to go? Do I really want to go meet Moose? I'm like, it, it would be a good story for the show. But then also Johnny Swinger was there along with Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. Okay. So now I'm like, I just want to meet Moose. I don't want to meet the other two guys. But is it rude? I don't want to go there and like, hey, how you guys doing? And like, just go to Moose and walk out. <sighs> Man, my, my parents raised me too well, nice because I ended up coughing up the money to meet all three of them. Because I didn't want to leave anybody out. Oh, my God. Like they would care. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's my problem. I'm too fucking nice. They all were enthralled at how tall I was. Oh, wow. Okay. Johnny Swinger. I mean, yeah, for, for, for anyone that doesn't know, Michael J. Putty is a tall, yeah, tall I'm, man. I don't mean the word only and despairingly, but I'm only like 6'6", six, six, right? 6'6 six, six is a big deal, bro. Johnny Swinger was awesome. He stayed in character. He, uh, he told me I was bigger than Hernandaddy, and he wanted me to be his own personal bodyguard. I said, yes, sign me up. So I talked to Josh Alexander. I said, you know, I'm a big fan of his matches. He's a big fan of his. He goes, thank you very much. Uh, again, commented on my height because he's, he's a lot shorter than I am. Right. Then Moose was sitting down. Moose stood up. He goes, you're, you're, you're a fucking tall dude. I'm taller than Moose. But, uh, oh, wow. Moose, was, Moose is a tall guy, isn't I think, he? I think he's 6'5", so I'm just barely taller than him. Okay. But yeah, it was cool. And uh, I met Moose one time at the TNA uh, Impact Hall of Fame ceremony two years ago. Mm-hmm. When I was rubbing elbows with all these guys at the bar. And he had the same presence he did when I met him. Where he seems like a nice guy. But he's not really outgoing. He's like quiet, reserved. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, if you talk, he'll talk to you if you talk to him. Right. Like, Johnny Singer was talking nonstop. This guy was like, hey, how you doing? I'm oh, big fan of yours. I'm like, thanks. Like, he's not really engaging in conversation. Got it, got it. But it, it was cool. So I met the, I met one of my stable mates. And he lucked on meeting Simone Johnson. <laughs> how's that, how's that play? I'll, you know huh? I'll let you know when that happens. Wait, what I have? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte uh, Flair. Tessa Blanchard, right? Tessa Blanchard and Simone Johnson. And Simone Johnson. What a throng stable. I'm going to meet one of the three. I'm not going to pay for it, but I'm going to meet one of the three. But it was, it was a it was a very small room where they, where they do these meet and greets. very very small. Yeah. So I'm surprised they did all three in that location. But there was five people there. There's also Sean Stasiak and uh, Ryan Shamrock. Okay. No one was wearing masks. So I'm like, oh, no. Am I, is this a super spreader event? I guess I'll test his vaccine, huh? Jesus. Like, no one fucking cared. I mean, mo- most events are super spreader events now, no, right? True. I'm lucky enough to live like two blocks away from some a place that hosts all these meet and greets. Definitely check it out if you can. Wrestling Universe. There's one here in Queens, one out in Long Island. Another one coming out to Long Island, too. So definitely check that and support them out. Good stuff, man. So you, you met your boy? Yeah. You feel good? Not really. Because I drove halfway there, and I walked the other half, right? And it's fucking hot out, humid. So by the time I get to the place, I'm dripping in sweat. And then I got to put the blazer on because it's the Michael J. Putty look. And then, like, the lady didn't tell me when she was taking the picture. So I look absolutely horrible in all these pictures. So I had to, like, narrow I didn't even want to post them because I felt so embarrassed. But I did anyway because I sucked it up. But Now I got to see, man. I, I didn't see on social media. Yeah, cause apparently you don't check me out. Whatever, bro. Too busy with other things. I guess I'm not one of your uh, top friends. This was MySpace. Oh, my God. Stop. MySpace. Jesus Christ. You're dating yourself. I guess I'm not in your top eight, huh? Michael J. Pio. Let me see. You put on Instagram? Uh, Instagram, Twitter. All of them. I do it across the board. Oh, here it is. Oh, you posted it earlier today or last, last night. Actually. Last night at the party, yeah. Oh, dude. Yesterday I was out all day. Oh, wow. You are a little bit taller than him. Yeah. But you see how red I am? Like, <laughs> drenched in sweat? Uh, you are red. He looks miserable. Uh, Moose? Yeah. That's, that's his look. I'm saying, like he, doesn't, like, he doesn't come off like the dick. But I think right. he's just like like maybe an introvert or like didn't want to be there or is tired. Oh my god, you tower over Johnny Swinger. Yeah, that's why he wanted to be my personal bodyguard, his personal bodyguard. He called me daddy, he which is nice. It, it felt like an accomplishment. Hey, daddy, what's going on? I'm like, oh. Good stuff, though. Happy for you, man. Thanks, Preach. Uh, I, I, I just like your photos. Oh, wow. For the first time. I know I, oh, wow. I, Look at that. I didn't know you knew that button existed. Yeah, because you usually crop me out of the photos. I'm with you. That's not done intentionally. Oh, bull, I, bullshit. I had a nice picture of me, you, and AJ Pan. It just happened. I yeah, don't know. Cropped me out. I didn't take the picture. I didn't take the picture. Whoever took the picture cropped you out. Okay. It, it, it happens every single time. I don't think every single time. Yeah, every single time. I beg to differ. Every single time you post it. Okay, whatever. Now you're just being a diva. <laughs> anyway, Marcus, yeah, this is my, uh, my last show for two weeks. I'm excited to see what you produce, what you and Mrs. Schwan come up with next week. I may have uh, I may have my boy that went to AEW, CCM Punk Live on. I may have him on. I might have AJ on. I might have Carson on. I don't know yet. I might have Alphonse Stevens on. Who knows? Wow. Who knows, Not even one I'm, mention of Green Man. That's messed up. I, I, could also have the Green, I could also have Green Man on. I could have Jimmy and Jay on. I could have so many people on. But you're going to have to tune in to find out who will be on with Mark Schwann for Shot of Wrestling. Meantime, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. So, yeah, another show in the books. I'll see you all in two weeks. 
Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>